This is Wednesday, July 6th, and yesterday we looked at Oscar Wilde's story entitled The Picture of Dorian Gray. His story shows that we would often rather deal with images of ourselves than facing what those images represent. Not too many years ago, Granada had a visit from a man named Nate Larkin. Nate was training to become a pastor. He actually went to the same seminary I did. And at that time, he fell into deep sexual sin. That didn't deter him from becoming ordained into the ministry. In reality, he lived two lives. One for people to see, a life where he looked great. You could call him Great Nate. And that life looked together. His ministry looked solid and flourishing. But there was another life going on below the surface. One that no one could really see not even his wife. I think that's the danger, right? First, that we live two lives. One for show that we carefully curate and present. We allow people to see ourselves, but we hide the unacceptable parts from view. And in the process, we tell even ourselves that we're doing okay. We have it all together. And we believe this because we are also self-deceived. And that's the second thing. We come to live the pretend life like it is our real life. And that's what Nate did for years until he could do it no longer. His life had to hit a bottom before he became open to the very message he'd been taught to preach. A turning point came when Nate's wife discovered his second life and told him she could not live with it any longer. Nate realized he needed help but the pull of his addiction was too strong. He could not win the battle. Yes, he knew about God's love. He understood grace. Well, here's what Nate said. I don't think I really believe the message of Jesus. I thought it was up to me to be good. I didn't believe that God would forgive me. I begged God to forgive me, but, but I never thought he gave forgiveness to me. Looking back, I see how wrong I was. The forgiveness was already mine. I didn't have to earn it. Isn't that beautiful? It was as he saw that Jesus had come for him and died for him that he went on to say, God made me, Jesus loves me, and what was missing all those years was never God, it was me. Now here's our scripture text for today from the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 to 4. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now here's why Paul says we need grace. He says that the flesh, that is we in ourselves, we are powerless to accomplish in our own lives what will free us from the patterns of sin that lead to death. I know this is difficult for us to hear because it means we cannot do it. 
we cannot save ourselves. Any more than Nate could save himself from the sin pattern that had captured his life. What hope did he have? He could surrender himself to Jesus, the one that loved him. Jesus came to set the captive free. He's already provided us with forgiveness and freedom. And as Nate said, here he was begging God to forgive him and and God already had. We are here given a glimpse into how grace is born in our lives. It comes not through our efforts to perform, to make our lives as they should be. Well, we can't do that anyway. Grace comes when we see how powerless we actually are. And at the same time, how willing Jesus is to redeem us. I love chapter 8 of the book of Romans. It says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes, because of Jesus, we don't stand guilty and condemned. We are set free from sin and death, and they no longer have to rule our lives. Jesus rules in our lives. You see, Jesus alone fulfilled all righteousness that we might find the way to life through him. You see, grace saves us not because we're gathering more information. Actually, our saving comes not through gaining anything, but really through losing. It comes not through our success story, but through the cross of Jesus. His defeat opens the way for us to receive and live in the love of God. You see, we don't get our lives together. We freely receive grace. Now, I recently uh, finished the Lord of the Rings trilogy by J.R.R. Tolkien. The pattern of the story is a quest, but it's not the kind of quest we typically hear about. It's not a quest to find a treasure. It's actually a quest to get rid of something. In this case, the ring that rules all the other rings of power. It is undertaken not by the strong of Middle-earth, but by halflings. In their world, they're a joke. They can't really put up much of a fight, but they prevail. To succeed, succeed means throwing away power, not clinging to it. And you see, this is the way God's grace works. It's not about gaining new abilities. It's about seeing that we are not capable and having someone else do it for us. It's not about what we must acquire, but at what must be destroyed. It really is the anti-quest, you would say. For the hobbits and Tolkien's story, the halflings, everything is stripped away on their journey to Mount Doom, where redemption will come through destroying that which has great power and prominence in their world. And this is what Jesus has done. He has destroyed the thing that would rule us all sin and death. And what comes after is freedom and joy. We are no longer held in prison by our weakness, but our weakness becomes the very place where we most experience the power of Christ in us. As Nate Larkin learned, God was there all along. Forgiveness was already there. Let's pray. God of all grace, forgive us for the double lives we're tempted to live. Free us through Jesus to become what you have made us to be in you. Thank you that your grace stands firm. And then in Jesus, we're not under condemnation, but dearly loved daughters and sons. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.